wanted to talk. It took me a long time. I kind of had to be tenacious to get this message because they kind of said, oh, we want you to speak on November 13th. Let us know what you're going to talk on. And I didn't know, and I didn't know, and I didn't know in about three weeks the word tenacity came to me. And I thought, oh, this is exciting. This is great. I'm going to talk about tenacity. And then I went blank again. And, of course, in true Debbie style, I put everything off to the last minute. Uh, but it sort of came together with the help of Bruce and Dory. Anyways, let us begin. Tenacity. What is tenacity and how does it manifest itself in our faith? We have our almighty Lord as the bedrock of our world, unchanging, omnipotent, and merciful we have Jesus, our blessed Savior and Redeemer, as the foundation, as the mighty timbers that surround us and the light that guides us. And we have faith in the Father and in Jesus the Son, and that is the adhesive that holds us together in victory. Kind of like super glue or gorilla glue, uh, but sometimes we, need, we might need a little stronger fixative. We need tenacity. At least I know I need it sometimes. I like to think about tenacity by picturing faith as standing, both feet on the ground, raising our standard high. I picture tenacity as holding on with both hands firmly, uh, leaning into the storm, refusing to let go or lower that standard, no matter how fierce, how daunting the situation. A little... The little kitten in the hang in there poster has tenacity. Or the cartoon meme of the frog reaching out and choking the waterfall fowl that is trying to swallow him. Remember those? Uh, let me see. Leaning, I picture, oh dear, okay, I lost my place. Uh, that frog has fierce tenacity. I want to have fierce tenacity. But what eventually happens to that frog or kitten? In my mind's eye, that kitten has faith in the mighty one whose standard he waves. He hangs on to that branch in faith that the faithful one will reach out to him and rescue him from doom and despair. I want to know that I am that kitten. I want to have faith and tenacity. What happens to the frog? Even though he is already in the bird's mouth, ready to be swallowed, he has done the seemingly impossible and grasped the enemy that would devour him around the throat, and he's throttling him. I want, uh, I rather myself as having that kind of fierce, active tenacity. <coughs> if I were in the arena, facing hungry lions, would I face the creatures with fierce tenacity? praising the Almighty in faith that I would soon stand before him? I like to think so. I like to think that, uh, however, I want to be like the frog. I want, uh, I want to be like that frog. I want to face that lion with fierce tenacity. I want to pull his beard, stamp on his toe, and kick him in his furry little dingle balls. I want to be active, fierce, and defiant in my, defi my tenacity. And I wanted to recite some scripture that speaks to tenacity, but I couldn't find any verses that said, you shall go forth in great tenacity, 
or he shall smite them tenaciously. However, with Debbie's help, uh, with Dory's help, uh, I get enough of Debbie's help, believe me. Uh, I got a scripture here that I really like, and I wish I'd remember it because it's from the book of Galatians, and I really like Galatians. And Paul said in Galatians, in his letter to the Galatians in 5.1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, does this mean that the people, because that word didn't exist in uh, biblical times, does it mean they didn't have tenacity? Absolutely, they did. They had it in buckets, some of them by the truckload. Uh, Job comes to my mind first as he watched in dismay, everything taken away from him, piece by piece, child by child, you know, possession by possession, as he sat in the ash heap. You ever wonder what else was in that ash heap? Nasty. Uh, but he sat there, covered in horrible, painful boils, wearing sackcloth, and still he praised the Lord. He hung on to his faith. He didn't say, well, I guess I'm God's just one more person that doesn't like me. He hung on. He clung to it. And as he came through it, everything was restored to him. But he had to have tremendously tenacious faith. He was not going to let go, not for anything, not when his wife said, curse God and die, not when his friend said, man, you must have been a real bugger for God to punish you this way. He hung on. He stuck to his righteousness, and he stuck to his commitment and his you know, faith in the Lord. And he refused to let go of it. I want to be like him and less like me. Or I like to consider Hadassah, or as we know her, Esther. Uh, you might not know, her name was Hadassah. She was born Jewish. Very beautiful, and she caught the eye of the king, the Persian king, and they changed her name to Esther, which may or may not be a form of Ishtar, but that's another message altogether. Uh, it's one of those little tangents my mind goes on, and that's why it's so hard for me to settle down and write these things. Uh, anyways, she was the wife of the king, but her people, the Jews, because of a very evil advisor to King Asherius, or Jurus, I'm sorry, I don't do these Persian pronouncements too well. Uh, the P Jews were in great peril and seemingly that they could not get out of. But she went to, she knew that she was the one and the only one that could, you know, release them, uh, that could work around this very bad person. And she's had to at some point make a choice. Shall I live in the lap of luxury and comfort, a queen of Persia, the number one queen? Or do I stick my head on the chopping block because it was against the law for a queen or anybody to just present themselves before the king? You had to be invited. Otherwise, <coughs> that's it. So they, uh, she went to the king and threw herself on the floor in front of him and begged an audience. But as she told Mordecai before she went, her uncle Mordecai, uh, I'm the only one who can do this, and I'm going to go, and if I die, I die. So be it. She had faith. She had tremendous faith. She, put, she was willing to give up everything up to and including her life to save her people, to save God's chosen people. And she did, and the end of the story is Haman got hung up on a fine and that was the end of him, his nastiness, and the Jews were free. Uh, and uh, 
He lived to a happy old age. Okay, now about that word, tenacity. Um, you know, uh, uh, have you ever heard somebody say to you, well, it's not in the Bible, must not be true. I have because I'm always talking to all kinds of people and I get hit with that a lot. So another reason to read your scripture, kids. Uh, and uh, it isn't, that word isn't in the Bible. Uh, oddly enough, it's a relative newcomer to our lexicon. It's uh, was first used around the 1500s, and it's from the Latin word tenax, which means to hold fast. Uh, hold on to, hold, well, tenax, uh, or tenax, to hold fast, to hold on to. Um, and uh, I like that definition. The description uh, in Merriam-Webster is courage and determination. And I really like that description. Courage and determination. I have courage and determination. I like the fancy I do. Uh, it also says that, that uh, tenacity can be grit and metal. And, you know, to me, grit is something you get in your sandwich when you're at the beach. <laughs> it's really not anything terribly pleasant that you really want to have. Metal, meh, it's a meh word. It doesn't inspire me. But, uh, you know, determination and courage, they have dignity. They have power. They're wonderful words. So that's my description. Uh, I've been having to find a little tenacity in myself these last few months. Uh, just a little background, I was offered a clerical position with the 2020 census. Yippee, p pays great, and you know, uh, I was all gung-ho. And then the roadblock started hitting. Uh, the application for the background check, I mean, I got, I got a call from the census, they talked to me for five minutes, they said, you'd be great, you're friendly, you talk to people, you're well-spoken. Uh, they hadn't heard me go off on a tangent yet. But uh, basically, we want you. We're giving you, you know, we're offering you a position. Go down and fill out the background check. That form, it was online, and I think the guy that designed it was a disgruntled writer from Seinfeld. <laughs> it was horrific. It took me three days. I mean, it and it would do things. It would ask weird oddball questions. It's like, what do they want here? Or it would say, where did you go to school in the sixth grade? And I put down Pacific Ackworth Friends School, that goofy Quaker school my mom sent me to. And it'd say, invalid answer. And it's like, wait a minute, did six years of my life just disappear? <laughs> did it go whoop into the time warp? What happened? Anyway, so it was three days of that craziness. And as I pushed this, took the last screenshot and pushed the send button, I said, oh boy, I'm gonna be working at this great job real soon. Well, it took forever. I didn't hear anything. I didn't, what happened? And finally I talked, I was really lucky in the people that I managed to talk to because I always found somebody who was really nice that would give me an in-house number so I could call somebody directly that I wasn't supposed to have. It'd be kind of like, call this number, but don't tell them who you got my number from. And uh, I'd say, okay, okay, Karen, okay, Walter, you betcha. And, uh, and then I even at one point had found out that my fingerprints hadn't gone through. Uh, they'd made an appointment for me, I went down, but somewhere between uh, Staples or Office Depot and Marina and Los Angeles where the equip is, they hadn't gone through. Nobody had told me that, they just said, we can't do it because she hasn't si filled out her required things. So I found a number who gave me a number who gave me a number and I was able to get in the back door into a system I probably shouldn't have been in and make my own appointment. And I followed through on it. 
Uh, so that's just, you know, I'm wandering a little bit, but basically I thought, okay, they got my picture, they got my prints, they got my background check, what's happening? And I, you know, I said to Bruce many times, I'm in background check limbo, you know, he, he knows what government background checks are like. Well, I finally get a letter saying, you haven't given us the paperwork we need. And I had a little, well, not a little, but I had a kerfuffle down in Santa Barbara County back in 1973. They said, have you been arrested in the last 10 years? And I said, no. And they said, have you ever been convicted of a felony? And of course I said, no. <laughs> and they said, well, yeah, but you did this on August 23rd, 1973. And it's like, provide us with all the documents. So I had to provide them with documents. But the courts in Northern D Division of Santa Barbara County had no record of me ever existing. So I called the guy who two days before had insisted that I was his contact or he was my contact, and to let him know everything, he didn't work there anymore. <laughs> Nobody knew who had my file. So I found myself thinking, you know, maybe the Lord really doesn't want me to do this. You know, maybe it's him throwing up these roadblocks, because sometimes, you know, we, we get it in our own natural mind. This is what's good for me, and the Lord has something else in mind. Some of you who are in the class may remember me talking about my friend Virginia. I won't go into it now, but it was a good example I like to tell people. Anyways, finally, I ended up renting a car and going to Santa Barbara County and get trying to get documents, and they couldn't find me, and they had to search the archives. There wasn't any archives, but I finally got a new guy rep, you know, doing my file at Equip, and now I'm back in background check limbo. They have all the papers, and he told me by Friday. So that's my little story of tenaciousness, because I had to keep saying, yes, God wants this for me. God wants good for me. He wants good things for me. And he, that's his desire, that I prosper and that I flourish. And, uh, and, you know, I had to say, get away, dark one. Don't tell me that this isn't God's will. Don't put doubts in my mind. I had to tenaciously hang on to it. And it wasn't just like for a day or two or a week. It was like months. Anyways, I began to feel, to find my own courage, my own determination. And I said, it's going to happen. I will... It will happen. The Lord is with me. And if the Lord is with me, who can be against me? And so I think in closing, I have to say faith is easy. You know, when you wake up and the sun's shining and you've had a good night's sleep and you feel great and you go, God is good. And, you know, but then again, when you get up and lo and behold, your car's got a flat tire and a dead battery. It's pouring rain. You didn't put the windows up and it's like, God, why do you hate me? But it's like having that faith in the dark, in the rain, in the good, and the always saying, you know, this is, God has good for me planned. He wants to prosper me. So, you know, I just remember that even as the storm blows higher and higher and harder and harder, I remember tenacity, tenacity and faith. And I remember my old bro Job and girlfriend Hadassah, or Esther, uh, and I remember to tell myself, hang on with courage and determination. And above all, be still and know that he is God. <laughs>